Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Sisters of Legacy. I was about to say something else. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Tonight is going to be an interesting show and hopefully very informative or enlightening. Uh, we're going to go ahead and run our intro and we'll be right back. We have, of course, every Tuesday, our lovely ladies, my partners, I'm not going to say in crime because we're not doing no crimes, but my partners in talk, let's say. So we have the wonderful Shanetta McNair. Hey. Oh, the very awesome Katrina Taylor. Hi. And the fabulous Tangela Terrell. Hello. All right, ladies. So as I said, uh, we do have some uh, special guests this evening and so we are going to bring them in the room uh oh <laughs> so i'm gonna bring everybody in and then they can um we'll go ahead and introduce them gentlemen i know most of you are known to the uh virtual community but i'm gonna call out your name anyway because it's my show and you're going to wave your hand. <laughs> so uh, we have Anthony Walker. Really? Hey, what are we doing? I hate that. Uh, we have uh, Ephraim Terrell. Yo. Michael McNair. <laughs> and Dwayne the Goodson. <laughs> Y'all in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, it seems. <laughs> it definitely seems that way. So, um, it's a lot of us tonight. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys um, for being willing to be a part. Um, ladies, let's just, um, you know, don't let them take over. They're just guests. So, <laughs> um, so our topic for tonight is let me is what does covering slash protecting women look like mm. so we know our gentlemen have lots to say um so ladies we're gonna start off and you guys tell me um what you guys feel about that like what does that look like for you tangela so for me when i think about men protecting women it's the feeling safe in a, in a man's presence 
and feeling. Um, I, I know for for us when we were growing up, we always said if daddy when daddy's in the house, we sleep a lot better. Um, so it's that that sense of protection. Um, and as I grow older, you know, that comes in different forms. And my marital relationship is being protected emotionally, um, being protected physically, being protected, protected financially. Um, so feeling safe is what I'll say. Okay. And Shanetta? I definitely want to say that um, that feeling of safety, that feeling of security, um, where when we live in such, I guess, an unsure world where so much is happening around us, um, to be able to have someone that you know um, has your back no matter what and looks over you no matter what, prays for you, and um, pretty much make sure that no matter what goes down, um, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. and that secure feeling, um, I think, is what I think about as well. Okay. And Trina? Um, I, I pretty much agree with um, Shanetta and Tangela. Um, I feel like when women go out into the world of, or the community, they shouldn't have to, you know, feel uneasy if they're approaching a group of men. They shouldn't have to feel like if they're going out at night, you know, they have to take somebody with them all the time. But um, I find that that's how we often feel um, that, you know, when we're going out amongst men, we have to feel scared and we shouldn't have to feel that way. Mm. Right. So, um, gentlemen, who, who would love to jump in first? <laughs> it's, your right, it's, your it's your show. It's your show. It's your show. Where we want to go? Okay, Ephraim. Now, um, now I, 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 I love, um, and thank you for the invite because I'm, I'm not technically a brother. I'm a cousin of Legacy, so I appreciate y'all <laughs> letting me slide through. Um, but I agree with everything I heard um, with the ladies. I, I would, want, I just would want my woman or a woman. I know it's not just necessarily our spouse to know that when I'm here, you're straight. Now, you know what I mean? My wife said, I can't save other women like that. So to a certain degree, you know, you, you're on your own. But for the, you know, <laughs> if I see you getting jumped or something crazy going on, I got you. But you know, if you need a ride home, you need a house to come on to, that might not be me, but- get you um, Uber. You get you an Uber. I, I stay there until they pull up too. I got you. I'm a gentleman, I do that. But uh, you going home by yourself. Um, but we we should let ladies know that they're covered. You remember that the whole thing that went viral and the, the girls fighting the, the guy on uh at McDonald's, and it was like three guys around her, and she had to sit there and fight this customer by herself. I just you know, I feel that was a letdown on, on not all men, but just in that situation. So you you want women to feel that they're protected, they're covered, and if something go down, that you got their back, right? Okay. Uh, McNair? Is he froze? Is he frozen? Oh, no, he's talking. Okay, good. <laughs> it's two McNairs on here now. Well, she already talked. <laughs> um, um, I liked everything that one said. Um, I remember when I was a little boy. Um, I had like a little fear of the dark 
And so sometimes I might even sleep with the light on um, because of that fear. <clears throat> when my mama wasn't home, and I might have been the only one at the house, um, not only would the room that I'm in have the light on, but it might be a whole lot more lights on in the house because of that fear. Uh, um, but when mama came home, um, all my fear uh, went away. My fears were uh, uh, whether it was the boogeyman or whether it was someone coming to our house. Um, I don't know what my mom could have done to those people, but in me as a child being covered, it was the love that my mom had for me that gave me that security that I needed so that all the fear that I have, the, the scripture puts it this way. The scripture says that love has its way all fear. Okay. So I believe that I'm speaking as far as my wife now, uh, the love that I have for her and that we have for each other, um, with the love being there that's needed, it should be able to cast away that fear. Um, of course, along with some principal things um, to add to that in me covering her. Um, it's not good enough just to be there, but to be present. Um, and, and we have to uh, make our presence known. And it's not always with words. Um, a lot of times it's with action. So it's, it's different. It's different um, uh, ways of showing, um, uh, covering and protecting uh, the women that we have in our lives and that uh, we're around. Okay. Somebody, somebody got like going on in their background. Yeah, somebody's background is a little loud. All right, uh, Goodson. Um. Well, first of all, thanks for the invite, sis. And and my apologies to you guys that I haven't been showing up. I've been in my writing season, so I know I usually be here, but just want to throw that out there. But now everything you guys said and touched on so far has been. It's, it's easy to agree with. Um, I've always heard when a woman feels secure, um, when she feels safe, that everything is pretty much in order. And, and from there, everything can be worked out. Um, but I want to point out, for me at least, when I hear protecting, that's different from covering in a sense. Um, they're both the same thing, except protecting doesn't necessarily – it always – Re, um, lends itself to the physical, the feeling safe and, and the being secure. But the covering for me adds a spiritual aspect to it. And um, and that part is probably more important sometimes because it drives what the vision for the family is. And you got to be out front. You, you got to be willing to take the heat. Um, you got to be willing to pray and to listen and to be all that. And sometimes it's not easy, especially when you're a man. So that's one of the reasons I'm here. I want to get sharpened a little bit. Okay. Uh, AD? Um, so, I mean, everyone's pretty much covered what protection and covering is like. You know, McNair spoke and 
and Dwayne spoke from the inside. The ladies kind of spoke on the outside, you know, being there um, when situations happen and and just being aware of other women that are around. I mean, of course, your own family. I know for whenever we go out, I know just like other men, when you go out, you kind of got your peripheral of, of who's around, what areas are we stepping into, you know, who's at what table, who's where, you know, anything looking a little shaky, like, all right, I don't think we should hang out here too long um, kind of situations. But being also aware of those that are around, especially if you're a man, if you're a man alone going somewhere, you kind of just watching. Um, I do have some questions, but we'll, we'll get into that. I know you're just trying to get our perspective right now. Um, but I think that's, that's to me, that's protecting and the covering is, would be those that are you closest to covering and, and watching out for them. And like, uh, Dwayne spoke in the, in the spiritual sense, as well as the, the physical sense, you know, being concerned and looking out for them, especially if they're not connected to any other men, you know, trying to be there for them. All right, Paso Corey. So you saved me for last, which means I'm supposed to have something dramatic to say, uh, <laughs> but I don't. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> I can I can quote scriptures, but you know the reality is it's it's everything that that everyone has said. You know I I think about my my relationship with the Lord and, and everything I look to the Lord for, right? Uh, all of the reasons why I submit to God. You know, oftentimes we, you know, we want the, we want to be called the head, uh, but we don't understand the accountability that comes with it. You know, uh, a lot of men want the, the submission by the wife but they don't carry the mantle of accountability. Uh, what I what I say to my family is what everything everything that you all have have said. You know, uh, I believe in lordship over the home. I believe in that. Uh, but you can't lord over it if no one has confidence in you. So for me, I, I look for the confidence from from my wife, the confidence from my children that they know that no matter what comes or goes. Uh, at the end of the day, when you get to the end of that rope, I'm the knot uh, at the at the end of the rope. And so that's what I try to present to to my wife. That's what I try to present to to my children uh, as as cover or as protector. I tell them, you know, I, I scare them all the time. I'm, I'm waiting around the corner and I'm like, boo, you know, and they jump. I'm like, why are you jumping in your own house? No All reason right. to be. I go through these practice sessions to 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 stop them from jumping in their own house. I said because you shouldn't be afraid in here. Uh, so those are the thing, little things that I do to try to keep their confidence high, knowing that everything is going to be all right. I'm jumping out on somebody tonight. <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to ask questions, or is that no? That's the no. Yes, but hold on. Yes, you definitely are. You can ask. All the questions you want. I have a question first, though. So, Ephraim, you know, you mentioned your protection or, I guess, your influence or reach as it pertains to other women outside of your initial circle. And I guess that's part of my question. And, Anthony, can I correct me if I'm wrong? You know, part of 
most of the discussions we have, of course, you know, is starts with our families. Right. Um, but the idea is to hope that some of these practices that we're extending them to our communities right. and, you know, the people that we come in contact with. So Ephraim, you were saying, you know, there's, there's limits and there's boundaries. So as men, do you feel like it's your, or that you have some level of responsibility for women outside of your home that you come in contact with? I, I, I feel something. I struggle with identifying what it is. I don't know if it's responsibility. I don't know when I see this little kid cutting up with his mama, if that's my responsibility to straighten him. I just know I have an urge to say, boy, act right. You know, so it's something that pulls at me. So I don't know, honestly, it, I don't want to get self-righteous. It just feels, you know, it's hard. You know, you see something that's kind of hard to pass by. Um, but I, I don't know what the extent is because I've said things to some parents that had some kids. I see a mom, you know, and I could be reading the situation wrong. The daddy could be in the car. You know, I'm just, you know, maybe he just, it was a quick run to the store and I say something to the child and they, and they good, they covered, you know, so it's not received. So when you talking about people outside of your circle, there is a limit, you know, cause I can't lay down my life for some stranger. Cause I got to go lay down my life for, for my family, you know? So there's limits. But I don't know if I would call it a responsibility, but it's definitely an urge, man. Like I see, I see a situation that I feel I can bring some help to, and I see somebody who seems helpless. Now, if this two crazy fools going at it, then they they know what they in. But I mean, if you see a woman in a situation, you know, um, something as simple as opening the door because her hands are full, or full blown God forbid situation, it, it, I have an urge uh, to to want to help. That's good. Um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You go ahead. Jake. I'm. I'm like. Um. I'm like E. Um. I, but I, I do think we have a responsibility to an extent. And I hate. And, and I hate using the word responsibility like you because I I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe that a person has to want to be protected before you can protect them. Yes, sir. And that dilemma becomes a problem. Um, I've had friends who had girlfriends, for instance, who would initiate and instigate and be the catalyst in every single argument that shut down the bar. She wrong, but that's his girl. And, and I'm like, hey, look, we got his back. However, you can't go starting stuff. Yeah. So, it, it, so it's it's that fine line. And then I've and then the cop in me kind of kind of spoke as well because. That was my job, protecting people. But at the same time, my first responsibility is at home. So every everything that I did was driving me to get back home. Right. So it's like like e. It's it's hard to say to what extent. I ain't gonna walk past a woman getting slapped around by a dude and, and not say nothing, and and not interject myself in it. But at the same time. If is this a woman that I've seen 15 times that stay with this guy and don't want to change and enjoy the, the the type of struggle or the back and forth or whatever cycle she's in? It's not I'm not I'm not supposed to be her deliverer. Now I'm right. her aid, but I'm I'm not her deliverance. Yeah. Hmm. I stay in trouble. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> 
I just, you know, my thing is if you don't want me to say anything, then don't let me see it. Because uh, right. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I just, I don't know how not to, to right. say something. I just don't know. What I'm hard. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right thing or the, the wise thing. I just, I just don't know how not to, to do that. Uh, what's the, if what's I see the a child responsibility? I, I guess. I guess, but you know, uh, I, mean, I think a lot of it is, it's instinct. I mean, I'm former military, you know, uh, I, I grew up without a father, uh, you know, so there, there are many reasons why I, I feel like that, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I stay in trouble. <laughs> but, but someone said something earlier, I think it was you, Dwayne, about wanting to be protected, wanting to be covered. Right. We live in a day and age where, you know, everybody loves their independence. Everybody loves yeah. their power, you know, and, and I, I what I say to, to to women is don't be so independent, so strong that you dismiss a good man. Come on, preacher. Because sometimes, you know, you're so confident in yourself and, you know, you can handle it and all of that. And, and you know, you forget that men require, uh, the, the men need to feel necessary. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's important. Let we that, need let to that sink in for a second. <laughs> let it sink in. I, I feel, I feel some pushback on you, Pastor. I just, I want, <laughs> I, I want them to receive that. You know, people don't understand it. That's not a weakness. It's actually a strength. Yes, sir. Right. Because when you need me, I'm going to be there. I don't want you to need me and me not be there. So men, they, there's something in us. We, we want to feel like we're the savior. We want to feel like we're necessary. We want to know that uh, in your mind. Yeah, I know you can do it by yourself, but you don't have to always act like you can do it by yourself. You know, that's I think that's what's critical. I, you know, I think that somewhere along the line, with this independence of, of women and all of that, we, we've gotten so we went from uh, I can do it in whether you're there or not to I can do it better than you to I don't even need you. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm saying but but there is a faction of that mindset out there that is destructive to the fabric of that cover. I'll sit back and let y'all go off now. <laughs> they about to block them. <laughs> I think you blocked. Hey, uh, good evening, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Tangela. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I have a question. I enjoy your comment, um, Pastor. What do you say to the little girl who grows up without a father, who grows up into a woman who's had um, destructive relationships? And don't and who doesn't know how to allow a man to properly love, honor, protect, and cover her. How do, what what does I, that? I, I don't want to call it a rehabilitation process, but what does that process look like for the woman who's had to who who has had to do it all, be it all, um, involuntarily or otherwise? Right. I think first and foremost. Uh, 
that's someone that I would, number one, introduce to the Lord. Uh, and, and number two, we have to remember that uh, mental health is necessary for us. You know, I think we miss the boat sometimes because we don't deal with our upbringing. We don't deal with our issues. It, we don't get that exposure until we connect with somebody and we're planning a future. You, a lot of times we find out too late that these are issues and, and you become locked into a relationship and, and that beast comes out and, and now you're trying to unravel something you had no idea was even there. You know, so, so I would say if, if someone is coming to me and saying that they have these issues, I think the biggest thing is understanding that you have those issues and, and finding somebody that you can talk to about it so that when that right thing comes along, you, you, you know it when you see it. A lot of us are dealing with demons. A lot of us are dealing with issues that we, we never uncovered. We never, we never uh, exposed growing up. We, we live protective by nature. You know, we, we cover it up. That, that's, it's in our nature to do that, um, but it's not healthy. And, and I would say the same thing to a man or to a young man that's growing up uh, who didn't see the example of fatherhood or cover because too many of our young black boys are growing up and, and they didn't see it. I, I grew up without a father in the house. You know, I had to learn. And I mean, I had to learn. I, <laughs> my, my message is I don't preach what I heard. I preach what I've lived, but I haven't found a topic that I can't preach yet. And that's because I didn't have that role model in the house. I had bits and pieces growing up. So I had to learn the hard way what this thing was. So I'd have the, it would be the same advice for both male and female. Get some help, deal with your stuff. So, so. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Phil. No, I was waiting for you to talk. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so what, um, okay. So with, with the covering and cause I understand what you're saying, Tendler, cause you know, if you grow up just always doing it yourself, you know, you just, you don't in your mindset, you don't have, you never really make a space for a man. You might want one, but you don't know how to make a space for one. So I, I dig that. My question, um, is speaking like outward outside right so say something happens um and a gentleman wants to step in and help um will you ladies be willing to let the man help if you're by yourself you know um an unsafe situation or something going on um or were you more apt to just no i got it i can take care of it myself i think it's go ahead willing to um to accept the help especially if i know that i need it and i'm kind of out by myself my husband and um he when he he does things routinely and he would talk to our boys about why we would pull over and um in the middle of 285 or the middle of you know the highway and help somebody change a tire or push their broken down car out of the road and he would tell them that he was sowing seeds so that when i'm by myself Right. Um, that hopefully someone would in turn right. help me. So when I hear him say things like that, I initially, like if I'm in trouble and I'm out in public and I'm alone, right. I'm looking around to see who looks safe to 
potentially even ask for help if they're not automatically offering because I know that those are seeds that my husband has sown and that surely I'm going to reap because that's a part of his intent, not just the generosity, but it's a part of his intent when he does it that, you know, God will look after me as well when I'm out and make sure that somebody in turn does that for me. So I would accept the help. Now, if they look a little shady and they look like they're going to kidnap me and put me in the trunk of a car, um, I'm gonna yeah. 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 I got it. They got that kidnap like? and start a pack in the trunk. I know. Oh man, uh, you, um, you can't it, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to uh, be honest. If I'm out by myself, no, I I'm not going to. If if you offer to help me. I can have my hands full and dragging something with my feet. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I have to be that. honest. Like, I'm not the person that's going to say, yeah, you know, go ahead and help me. And and it's, well, it's probably because of a lot of reasons. <laughs> but too many times, you know, things have gone sideways. Like, you know, you let somebody help you to your car. And then he's like, oh, if I was your man. You would have to be out here, <laughs> you know. Like he, he just, he's just shooting the shot. No, <laughs> you know, Tell him no. Like, <laughs> for me, you know, like I always think ten steps ahead. Like, is it worth yeah. the aggravation, or can I just struggle my way to the car? And it's sad to be that way, but I think too many times men have taken extra liberties, like. You know, I've said to people, oh, I'm married. And he's like, and? Well, where your man at? You shouldn't have to be pumping your gas. Or you shouldn't have to be at the gas. Who wants to deal with that? Like, But, but don't y'all deal with that all the time? Just ask him. You said what? Deal with what? Don't you don't deal with it Y'all get hollered all the time, right? But that's the point, right? So, like, you know, it's already frustrating enough that I don't know, like there's no real decency. So I'm not going to take your help. I'm not going to invite you to aggravate my last nerves. Now, what if it's something that you can't do? Same mm-hmm. situation, but something that you like can't what? physically. Can I you take my own tire before? Okay, oh, yeah. Here we go. I know, no, I'm not no, no, no. I'm not, you said well, something I physically right. can't do. I can change the tire. Do I okay. want to? Okay, Absolutely let's, not. Let's, let's so there's, there's nothing you can do. You're driving back from some some pastor house, and heaven forbid, um, the car just stops. Like, and, and, and it's not the tire; you don't know what it is, and you're in a spot with no reception, so you can't call AD. And then somebody pulls over. It's in the middle of the day, and say, "Ma'am, um, is there anything I can do to help?" Yeah, I'm probably not gonna say yes. Okay, okay, okay. You you roll up in Walgreens, and you get two <laughs> girls say. We're gonna fight you. What you just what you want me to do? Leave it alone, let you get jumped. That is not the same. Thing. <laughs> I, it's not the same. I'm just saying, like, because I might holler at you when the fight over. You want me to leave you alone? <laughs> I'm just curious. How does this go? I'm okay. not gonna let you get whooped. I mean, what do you want me to do? Mom got them hands, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got it. AD, she, she was she was she all, had it. I'm just saying, you asked if somebody offered to help you. That's Somebody, I mean, I'm over 40. Who is walking up to me talking about fighting at this age? Like, I just don't see that as a likely situation. And I'm just making a point. I'm not the person 
that if you ask me if I can do it and it's just maybe a little bit of a struggle, I'm going to do it. I'm just saying me. I'm not saying that's necessarily the right way to be, but too many times it's, okay. it's turned out, you know, it's turned out in an unfavorable way. So I'm not, I'm not the person that's going to ask for help. I mean, Damn, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I don't even like the 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 bad boy from Publix to walk me out to the car. I'm like, no, it's okay. I got like 15 bags. I'm trying to, you know. I'm good. <laughs> it is my job. Yeah. I, I, I ain't even gonna be mad at y'all because my wife don't even go grocery shopping, so she ain't got to worry about the bad boy trauma. <laughs> I, I do the shopping, bring the groceries in the house. It's it's all love. I mean, unfortunately. And, and of course, not all men, because, you know, granted, I'm looking at some very decent men, good men in front of me. But unfortunately, men have, it's almost like there's a, a slight fear of what might come with your help. So like, so, so you would accept the help if you were single? Is that what you're saying? No. She said they, she they can't holler at you if, they, if you're single? Listen, I can't stop what you do, but I don't have to invite it either. She's saying she just don't trust us. That she, right. you know, it's a trust issue. That's what I'm saying. Like I, it's not at a at a, a place where I feel comfortable enough to say, "Yeah, go on and help me to my car with these bags." And let me give you a little bit of Holy Ghost real quick. If you're in a situation and you need the help, and then it goes crazy, just take the keys right and put it between your hands. It's it's, it's great. It's though. great in soft tissue. It'll get them off real quick, and the ER ain't gonna help them. Okay. I mean, you know, all of that is great, but I'm just saying, why? Like, I don't want to put myself in that position where. But you see the position of 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 the man. If he helps you, then you're gonna shoot him down because he's trying to holler at you. If he don't, everybody around him be like, "What kind of man is you?" Well, for me, it it depends. If it's a complete stranger, I'm more apt to you know to reject the help. But there has been time when I've, you know, been at work and my battery wouldn't, you know, my, my battery died. I would accept help from a coworker or at least there's somebody I have some familiarity with. That you've seen before. Got right. Got I mean, well, yeah, a coworker, <laughs> I mean, you see them every day. If they try to attack you in the parking lot, you know, it's like, oh, my husband come to work with me tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's kind of like one of those things. But if we're just talking about, you know, stray people Dangerous. on the street. I feel right. like there there is a difference. I don't feel like, unfortunately, men un- have not proven to be trustworthy. I, I got a question. Trustworthy. Um, because I, I know I know this is going to be slightly different because three of my sisters are married, right? Trina, you're you're single. You're right. Okay, um, <laughs> widow. So I just I just want to ask it from this point of view, like. Sam, um, McNair, Tangela, you guys have your husbands. And I know it's slightly different. Does it make a different? Do you, do, is there a different vibe for you, I guess, when your husband was around to now when it came to how you interact um, when it comes to help? Does that make sense? I need to reframe it. Oh, okay, so... With Sam, say for instance, with Sam, AD, AD is alive. So, with that being said, like, or she's they're they're married, or from a married point of view, 
my wife doesn't, she doesn't even, if a man said anything, she could be the gas caps open on the car. She's not oh. even listening. She, she'll call me, yeah, somebody kept blowing a horn or whatever, and I got to the light, and he was like, the gas cap is off. And she was like, oh. Right, that's good. So I'm, I'm saying, like, because she's married to me, she even looks at any male from the outside already with a different eye. Like, yeah, you might be, you might want something. That's why you're trying to help me. So I'm, I'm saying, I'm asking, is there a difference when you're not in a relationship and you get the same thing? Do you, because you see what, is there a barrier with the husband being removed? Is, is there a barrier taken away from the level of um, help you're willing to receive? Not for me. I probably was even worse when I was single. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was even worse than I am now. I feel like I feel like um I'm I'm still there's there's sometimes I would accept help, but again, like I think um Shanetta said, it, it really depends. You you kinda can feel sometimes if somebody is looking like the unsub or if they're like you know what I mean? You can kind of feel if they're a little off, but I have I have accepted I have accepted help um, in certain situations, um, okay. but more likely than not, I'm like, oh, I'm good. It's okay. You know, just because you have to be so careful, especially now with the, all this trafficking and everything, you never know what kind of side trick somebody trying to play. And, and you know, you always got to give the side eye because you just don't know. And when you're out by yourself, you, you know, either way, you still have to just be so careful, and that—that's just the reality. You just have to be so careful. How many? How many of you guys have um, self-defense classes or any carry any type of um, pepper spray, pocket knives, or any of that? I carry. That's okay. You don't have to say it, Ari. Wait, wait, wait. We're online. Let me ask that a different question. As women, do you know that you should be carrying things that can offer you additional protection? And are you actively, not, this is rhetorical, are you actively looking into ways to better that, that self-protection? in the absence of somebody who's genuinely going to protect you. Yeah. I, I, I know that I need some sort of personal protection. Um, I, I haven't, haven't gotten it yet, but um, oh. yes, it's, it's in discussion. I, I, I did. Pastor, I got it. I just don't got a permit. I just, but it's still faster. Faster. I got bullets and everything. I just can't take hey, it nowhere. Hey, and let me let me clarify that, brother. You you live in the state of Georgia. Right. You don't you can you carry it everywhere in your car. Right. You don't you don't need a permit to carry it in your car. Now when you get out to change when you get out to put gas in, you can't take it outside. But as long as it's in your car. You good so listen, listen. going in there tomorrow. Smart, it's smart to have a permit. Let's let's not discuss what our sisters have or don't have right. uh, on this platform. Right. I got a question. So women we get used to be talking about I, I don't want help. I don't need help. Uh men are funny. I can't trust them, but I don't carry anything. What? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, but the point of that, the point of that was if you're watching this and you don't, if you if you don't know what a, a car key can be for you, if you don't know how to ga- gouge eyes out, if you don't have pepper spray and you're a woman and you're a lot of places alone, the, pur- the whole purpose of that is for you to become acquainted with it. Not necessarily for my yeah. sister. Because they're right. covering I mean, up in here anyway. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. Okay, What's your so- question, E? Uh, so, y'all revealed to me the process of when y'all were choosing a man. How far up the list was protector like could you ever be attracted to any man that you thought was soft I'm the, for, for me my my dad was my example and and like i said i if my father didn't provide anything else he provided protection um and covering even to the point i have a, a quick story i i was grown um and was driving in riverdale and got pulled over for speeding and um the, I'm just expecting to get a ticket, but I inadvertently switched purses and I left my um, driver's license at home. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, you could just, you know, run the tag or I give you my social. I have a valid driver's license. Um, and so the cop came back and said, uh, are you licensed to drive in the state of Georgia? I'm like, yeah. You know, he said, I'm going to ask you again. And I'm thinking, okay, something about to happen. And I panicked. And the only thing I could do is say, let me call my daddy and i called my daddy and gave the cop the phone and i don't know what the cops what my dad said to him but he said well i'm gonna give you a ticket for speeding you make sure you carry your license on you so i don't know what my daddy said but that was my my first instinct is to i'm in trouble i'm gonna call my daddy so when i got of age of, of to get married that's instinct i have to feel safe i have to feel that if something happens I can look to you to be able to handle the situation. I like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's necessary to to have Debo, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, right. oh, I think I, I think what what you want is to know that the the man that you have in your life is going to be there. Right. That because this is not a this is not a physical stature question. This is a heart question. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm five foot eight. And I, I, you, you can't be too big if you come at somebody that I love. There's just, you know, there's just nothing that I'm, you know, one or two things going to happen. I'm going to die or you're going to stop. It's it's heart. I mean, it's not about, you know, you you could marry a man or be with a man that's five, four and one hundred and eighteen pounds and and feel absolutely secure because of the heart of that man. Right. So it's it's about what's here and here as opposed to what's here. That's that that's the reality. You know, I tell people all the time, look, if I'm getting into a fight, get send my wife. I don't even want my homies. Just send Lady McCrory. <laughs> Me and her are going to take care of it, right? Because, I, because there's an understanding that we're all in. Right. And, and what you want is a man that's all in. 
See, I got your back, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go get Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if he appears soft, uh, is that a turnoff for y'all? Could I mean, y'all be attracted you know, to somebody that? word soft, when you use that word, that's a turnoff. Yeah, that's, that's broad. Man. Like right. soft? I mean. Because I'm soft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, mean I'm I guess thinking, I, how you define soft? Yeah, that's right. That's, you got to define it because I, I feel like we're we talking about Ralph Transvent. We're talking about that. We're talking about We're talking about somebody saying, "Hey, yo, that's your girl, and you running." <laughs> <laughs> I think Dwayne said, "Make um." said something earlier in the conversation he said confidence and right. to me right. that's what it is and my confidence yeah. that you know it went when the situation arise how is he going to respond yeah there you go so i i know my boy got hands so here's the thing right like they I'll move say so this, slow this, now though this <laughs> is not like a reflection on my husband oh in wait anyway. a minute Wait Don't a minute. That, I'm just, I'm just, I'm bracing. I'm, I'm bracing. No, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying is, when I decided, you know, when we decided to get married, like protection, honestly, wasn't even something I thought about. Like being the age I am now and understanding it more, it wasn't something that I thought about at all. Don't do the light skin brother like that. What Why? Because Sam don't need no help. No. <laughs> what? It, it it just. I mean, I grew up in a house without a, a viable male figure. Like I was the oldest of five. I don't know. I just it wasn't something that was on my mind. Somebody. You won't like, worry. You just won't worry. Right. It's like I guess you, right. It yeah. wasn't something you know that I really thought about like that you said on the list how far down was protection it wasn't you know something i thought about do I you mean, equate I, protection to covering um i think they definitely go hand in hand so you I wanted think, the covering well now now i did because i'll be honest i didn't understand what that right. was right back then either maturity played a role was what you said. yeah the, the biscuit yeah. got cooked I mean, like, at the time, you know, I knew we had been friends since I was 15. Um, like, we wind up reconnecting because I had broke up with somebody. And I was like, I need somebody I could talk to that understand me. So I tracked oh, him down in South Carolina. Because <laughs> we hadn't talked, you know, since he went away to college. So, you know, I called his house and got his number and all that. Because I knew, like, he understood me, you know, mm. and I could trust him. So that just translated into marriage. So I guess it was like a covering type thing because I yes. knew I could trust him. She felt safe. And that's yeah. why, yeah. Yeah. The security, you know. And I that's think true. that's a different uh, type of protection as well. Yeah. Yeah. Protect that heart. Yes. Look, I ain't, even gonna, I ain't even gonna lie. Look, my. I've been in, I've been in the situation one time where I was confident in myself. I knew I could handle myself, <laughs> but she felt a little too safe, and we was just dating. And I'm she, she's looking at people like, "Don't look at me." You see what I'm looking at, man? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That ain't gonna be don't, all right. don't do it like that. <laughs> right? Yeah, 
right. Look, look if, if he came over here and was disrespectful, we I, I got That's different. Yeah. But don't bring it to the table. <laughs> oh man. That's so true, bro. Because I really can't see the movie. I didn't want right. to fight tonight. Oh right. man. <laughs> <laughs> Standing on the sidelines saying, was she the one talking? <laughs> <laughs> so, so as men, okay. So we talked about if you feel some sort of responsibility to actually protect women outside of your home. On the flip side of that, do you feel any responsibility when you see these knuckleheads out just being knuckleheads? Like, you know, I remember there was a time where if there was a bunch of dudes cussing and a woman walked up, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, my bad." Like. That doesn't happen now. You know, you could be walking past and dudes are cussing and they like, you know, ready to cuss at you too. Like, what you looking at? You know, like, as a a man, do you feel a responsibility to, and maybe responsibility is the wrong word. I know Ephraim, you don't like that word. Do you feel feel an urge to, you know, address those type of situations when you see guys, you know, just out being disrespectful or, you know, being knuckleheadish. Like I, I think a major issue, and I feel we're facing it both in the church and out the church, it's a loss of reverence, man, respect. I had a homie yes. who had 315s in the trunk. He would go by the church and would cut his music down at the stop sign, go past the church and then play it. I had another homie who wouldn't play his, his CDs until like 3 o'clock on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like, but nowadays these young boys well not just them but nowadays there's a loss of respect a loss of reverence for certain uh protocols procedures god uh you know like you said you ain't cuss in front of your mama and all this now it's like i'm gonna show you how down i am and what i can do and all like it's so what can i say to somebody who don't have the same foundations as me what can i say to somebody who's not gonna start from a place of respect um so i still feel the urges i say some things sometimes but you know you, you know you put your stuff out there. You hope that you receive, but it's, it's no respect out here with these young boys. Well, I, I would agree that there's less out there with these young boys, and and I would say that yeah, it goes beyond even with women because you know you can. I've been to my children's school, and they just are cursing, and and you walk up and they don't skip a beat. You know, and and when it when it's children, I'm I'm always going to say something. It really doesn't matter. Uh, it's different when it's grown men, and you're not in a space where you have that kind of authority, right? If you're right, out there, right. Right. you know, I, if I don't want to hear it, I'm just going to walk the other in the other direction, right? You know, uh, but if we're if we're at an event. And and you are within two three feet of me, and and you can't contain yourself. I just you're interrupting other people's opportunity to have a good time, you know. Uh, and I'm going to say something. That's just it's just in my not. And again, certain people just have you know. There's certain personalities that will never say anything. There's other personalities that will pick and choose moments. You have those who are just going to say something. I don't, Lord have mercy. We're all trying to get better. That is just not something that I have been able to overcome.
come yet. Right, right. I just rather not deal with it. And, and again, I think it it's all about where we've been, where we come from. Every situation mm -hmm. is different. Everybody handles it different. But when it comes to women, you know, I, my question would be, uh, would you want your mate, your man, to say something? What do you mean? You're out having a good time, you know, and, and folks are cutting up. You know, when we talk about covering and protecting, you know, uh, would you rather your your gentleman not say anything? If, if people are interrupting you all having a good time, even if it's not directly, is if it's not directed at you, but it's still a distraction, it's interrupting your, your ability to have a good time. Would you want your, your gentleman to say something? Honestly, in this day and age, I wouldn't. Right. Because I, I it, it's just so much going on and things could escalate. I wouldn't want him to intervene. Yeah. What? But what after? What if I get that permit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said that ain't yeah. past like. <laughs> um, I would have to say it depends on kind of the situation and the vibe of the situation as to whether or not I feel like he should address it or say something. Um, when you think about kids. And um, it's a situation where it's like young kids or something like that, or like teenagers at the high school, like when we go to events, um, I'm probably more apt to say something um, because they're kids and I'm just somebody's mama and I'm just going to be like, hey, you know, because um, I've literally done that at a track meet. And then I reported it to a coach um, one year because the kids were just cussing like, and I guess, I don't know if they didn't know that I was a parent or whatever, but they were going at it. And I was just like, absolutely not. So after I busted them, I also reported it to their coach. Um, so I think in a situation like where it's kids around, I'm more apt to say something because I'm a mom. Um, but if we're in a situation where we're out in public and it's my husband and myself um, and someone is cutting up, if it's something I feel like is not super unsafe, then I will kind of like, you know, expect him to kind of, you know, address it if he could. But if it's something where we're kind of already in a in a space where we don't really trust the people around us anyway, we're probably heading out anyway. Um, but with that being said, I think that um, protection also involves intelligence and wisdom, yes. yeah. and yeah, that you have to know um, it's better for us to just get up and leave. Even if, like, you know, we're in the middle of something that we really didn't want to, you know, walk out on, it might be yeah. safer for us to make that call to make a move than to um, just sit here and me expect him to just, you know, like sacrifice himself for the sake of, you know, because then, like, if, if they hurt him, who next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that goes to what Dwayne was talking about earlier with the kind of girls. Uh, that you know, when, when we were younger, they wanted to see you show off, you know, right. and to think that they wanted you to react drastically to these situations that is an indicator right there that they didn't care about you. And yeah. I tell young boys that too because they just throwing you out there, you know. Yeah. And the pressure that they put on us as young boys is, uh, well, nah, you got to be rough, you got to be tough, you got to be this, you got to be that. And sometimes that goes without what you spoke to is the intelligence, like don't be a dummy. You know what I'm saying? It's 10 of them. Yeah. And, and, and you, and she says she think they looked at her. Like, I mean, come on, like, you know, slow down for a second, think it through. Um, but, but a lot of guys, man, I, and I'm not just talking about I had a rough night. Some people lost their lives 
Right. Then they they kill Emmett Till on some reckless eyeballing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's been a lot of crazy situations behind, you know, all that. I don't want to blame women on a woman's show, but I'm just saying it's been crazy. <laughs> Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, I refrain. <laughs> so, okay, guys, I have another question. So, if it's a woman, say you go somewhere, you could be you and your wife, you can be by yourself, and it's some loud woman, she cussing, whatever, you know, she very aggressive. Mm. How how do you how do you oh, how do you deal with that? What what's what's your take? Like it's you and your lady, and she like super aggressive. So I'm not. I'm not saying anything to a woman. Okay. Like the woman you with, or uh, another woman? Who who cutting up? Your woman? Another woman. She's saying another. You're out with your lady, and there's another woman out there cutting up. I'm not saying anything to a woman. Um, Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would step in either. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not, like, I'm not like, like you're talking about assessing situations and safety. Don't and, like that. Right. <laughs> what about you, McNair? Yeah, yeah, she got that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's I it's. Let me. How do I say it? You there? What can I say about another woman in the presence of my woman? No matter what she doing. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. The, I don't the think it'd be like if, a, if, a different situation. If I could foresee um, the situation going from bad to worse, and and it's something that I could try to help to defuse, I would. Um, it just depends on how far she, how crazy she is. Yeah, and it's it's all about reading the uh situation as to how far i'm willing to go to try to defuse the situation yeah you, i mean you've got to count up the cost uh, yeah and it and walter b if, if it's different if someone is coming at I'm you getting, or at the yeah. lady yeah yeah you know, that's a different situation because you know cover protection is protection it doesn't matter who you are uh, but i'm my thing is when it comes to women it's just you know as a man you know, I'm always thinking of the, the weaker vessel. I don't know what's driving that behavior. I have a different expectation for men than I do for women. I don't want anybody to be out clowning and, and not uh, be in control of themselves, but uh, I'm just not going to address a woman unless to, to McNair's point, if you see a potential injury or something happening, something progressively getting worse and there could be some danger, then right. you know, you might call, say something, get some help. But uh for the most part, you know, we're gonna head another direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Trina, you've been really quiet. <laughs> 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 you just sit and take it on in. You ain't have no questions, no comments. Nothing. Thinking of a master plan over there. I mean I I guess I do have a, a question. Um, just as far as like we're talking about uh, young men being unruly and that type of thing, um, do you guys feel any, um, not responsibility, but any urge when um, 
not when it's <laughs> to that point, but when there are, are young men in your uh, maybe outer circle, young men that you know who don't have the um, who don't have a father, who don't have any type of instruction. Do you feel any responsibility? I'll just say that responsibility <laughs> to you know just say, yeah. listen, young brother, even if they're not doing anything, you know, just to be that mentor when you know that they don't have anyone. They don't, have Absolutely. they don't have any instructions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like my father wasn't there and almost everything that I can attribute or attribute to, to being a, a maturing young man. And I say his name all the time. Elder Charles Berry was like a father to me. Didn't have to, but always was. I mean, everything from washing the car, cutting grass, changing brakes. This is how you talk to a woman. Take time to know her. Every time I saw him, it was always something he was pouring in. So I, I for at a minimum for me, I think that it's it's definitely important to to give that back because that impact is gonna impact somebody else who's gonna pay it for it. And and it keeps um mothers who do everything they can and that's just not enough alone. It, it's it's the help that keeps them floating sometimes. It's all of our responsibility to raise kings in our communities. Right. You know, so sure. so there's always a responsibility for us. We we already know what we're up against, right? So so to not do that would be troubling for me. I mean, and, you know, on that, I, I hope that people and um, whoever's, let's say, um, you got a young kid, whoever's in his life, like his his guardian, his parent, his caregiver, whatever, they also have to let them loose enough to be mentored. There was a young um, a young man that me and Tan are close with, and I, I tried to get my hands on them, but 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 they just wouldn't let me. You know, um, Super Bowl parties and other things like that, um, and they just wouldn't let me, like, you know, because especially, I don't know about girls, I've never been one, but boys, you gotta, you, you gotta, you have to get their attention, and you can do nothing with them uh, 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 my daddy used to walk around the house and just shake us sometime and then tell us to just go do something random. Like, just, just to throw us off balance to make sure that we painted. And I, I, I call him right now if y'all think I'm lying. He was just, he would just throw us off. So you have to have their attention. And if I can't get your attention, if I can't, if I can't get, get through to you because um, the people who have the full responsibility of you, me, I'm trying to pitch in. But the people who have the responsibility of you, they have to let me get in that space. Yeah. Yeah, I think you always have to look at it as it's a potential seed. You know, you never know where you are in the life cycle of that individual. And maybe somebody came before you planted a seed and and you might be, you know, the increase. So I always look at it from the perspective of I might be that voice that makes a difference. And if not, you know, the next man will. Uh, mm -hmm, but I yeah. just won't sit idly by. Uh, and 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 miss I mean, the opportunity. Not not for young boys. I just can't. Not for yeah. young boys. Again, yeah. I, because I grew up without a father. Yeah. yeah. I think um for myself, it's just uh just doing it. Like and and I don't know if any of these gentlemen ever had that moment where you just you want to see it all happen in front of you. You want them to respond, get enlightened, yeah. and grow right there in front of you. Um, but you have to, you know, like yes, Pastor said, you really. realize you just got to plant the seeds. It's like, all right, I'm plant the yeah. seed. He's going to roll his eyes. Fine. I'm going to just say it. He's going to roll his eyes. I don't care. And I'm going to just keep moving. You know, so I, yeah. I think it's just 
get just getting past the attitude like all right, I I play I did my job, God. I did my job I'm walking off. I'm doing I did it. That's it. You know, I think yeah. it's it's just doing it, you know, taking the step to just speak into a, a young man's life. You know, it and even if you get the attention talking for a little while and he's like, Man, old man, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, you just like listen, I'm planting the seed. You're gonna you're gonna remember this talk later. You know, that's yeah. and that's what I do with my kids. Like y'all y'all don't understand it all, but you remember this talk later, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did anybody have any other questions? Okay, can we come back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like come back to the show? Please. Listen, Ephraim, you're always welcome. Uh, no, nah, I want to be on the show. I want to be on with y'all. I want to be in the comment <laughs> section. He said, "Can we?" And then he said, "From you, good." You know, I feel oh, like yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. That's congratulations. Wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I think I do have a last question. So, you know, you guys all said, you know, your your take and your interpretation of um, we're here every Tuesday at 8.30. But the gentlemen are not here every week. Typically, it's just us four ladies. The guys are guests. They are on Monday through Friday. Get to the plug. At 9 a.m. in the morning, every day. So if you want to see the guys, tune in in the morning, every day. If you want to see us ladies, Tuesdays, 8.30. Yeah. They pretty into what? Huh? Yeah. Tune into what in the morning? I'm sorry. Brothers of Legacy. Thank you, sir. It's on Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. <laughs> that's for you, Pastor. Oh <laughs> and I call, I call that the dream snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So my question, guys. So y'all all, you know, said what, you know, your take on the covering and the protection or whatever. Pastor McCory, you said, you know, you grew up with a single mother. Um. You know, Anthony, I know you grew up in a two-parent household, and I believe Dwayne maybe didn't either, right? A single household. So where did you guys learn how to cover and protect a woman in your home? Was it something you learned with age, or was it like a trial and error type deal? It was a combo for me. I think it was all of the above for me, but a lot of it I got through Bible study. Mm. That's that's what because what happened is the word of God began to come alive, and then I began to see the behavior in men of God. Okay. Right, and and I was able to connect the dots and uh, and and grow and get better. And for me, the the written epistle was what made a difference with me. It, it was that person walking out the example of the word, and. I knew what I had in my house and what we didn't have and what I wish I had. And then I knew what I saw whenever I was around them. Do you believe though, that a a single mom can teach a young man how to cover and protect a woman or how to be that man? Or do they have to have a male mentor or male model to be, to grow into that man or can the single mom do it? That's a great question. Young men need to young men need to see men. I I, I think I think where the the single mom can be successful is 
by making sure that there is viable examples around because a, a mom can never replace the dad but what you can do is make sure that he sees godly examples of what that looks like yeah my mother said my mother raised us she literally did her best to put in us the things that she desired in a good man mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um, but when i became an adult i'll never forget we used to say we used to say happy father's day to our mother mm. and then one day i called my mom and i said i'll never say it to you again because you're not my father you're my mother I agree. yep i had to learn that and and i and, and and i had to learn that as a man because you know it, especially when i became a father i realized what was missing yeah. Now I'm I'm a, I'm appreciative that my mother put men in our space to make sure like my mother had male role models around us that we could look to. We didn't always do it, but she's but she made sure they were there. Right. Men in the community because back in the day, you know, you you had men there and, and they could be available and they didn't have to sleep with your mother. Right. They were just men in the community. You know, and, and because I grew up in a time where, you know, you could get a, a whooping and it, it may not necessarily be from your mama. <laughs> or family. <laughs> yeah, or from right. right. And, and so what I learned is she did the best she could with the hand that was dealt to her. Mm -hmm. But she also realized how necessary it was to have those male examples because my mother had four sons and no daughters. So it was critical to have those male role models in, in front of us. That's good. I commend the mothers. Absolutely. I, got, I commend them for all that they do to, to, to rear these young boys and, and, and try to make men out of them. I, I believe that, but I still believe, I truly believe that they have to have that male influence. They've got to have that man. They got to have it. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us this evening. This has been a great experience. We appreciate you guys taking out your time. To all the viewers, thank you guys for watching. Um, thank you for your support coming in, the comments, uh, the new people, my first timers. Thank you guys. Hopefully you'll join us again next Tuesday at 830. Uh, to all my people, I love you guys. It means the world to have your time. And uh, to have you guys spend the time with us tonight and share. What are y'all laughing at? Nothing. Y'all are rude. Oh. That's yes, her and her husband. <laughs> Again, thank you guys. We're going to close out and we'll be back next Tuesday at 830.